Welcome to the Date You Podcast, where we flip the script on all things dating, relationships, and marriage. At Date You, our goal is to inform and inspire people to become internally irresistible. Check us out at datetheletteru.me on the web or at date underscore you on Instagram. Welcome, friends, to our episode number three on the Date You podcast. In today's episode, we're going to present six compelling reasons to get married. And as a bonus, we're going to also reveal how being married actually benefits you in the long term compared to singles, those that are divorced, or people that are just living together. And finally, we're going to end with a true story of how one couple found a lifetime of love under a blue moon. You know, it's interesting to me that in our current cultural climate, where the online hookup culture is really thriving, and for a lot of people, the, the norm, the standards just to live together, and, and everybody's putting off marriage, you still find a high percentage of people who do admit they want to get married one day. It's as if there was something deep inside, some innate quality that was quietly propelling them towards finding a mate and making that last for a lifetime. On an earlier podcast, we quoted the writer of Genesis who documented, really, our origin story. It says this, And then the Lord God said, It's not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. You know, another byproduct that I've noticed of these cultural trends is just a general mistrust of marriage, or at least it's what I would call an excessive level of skepticism. And as a result, we decided here at Date U that it's important for you to know the truth about marriage, statistically speaking, actually, because if we're going to focus on relationships with the idea that one day we're going to get hitched, you should be fully aware of what the goal is and what you can expect when you get there. And there's actually been a significant amount of research in the sociological arena about all aspects of a marital relationship and all the categories of life. And a lot of the statistics that we've pulled together have come from a source, which is really a compilation. It's called The Case for Marriage. Why Married People Are Happier, Healthier, and Better Off Financially. Sounds good to me. And the authors are Linda J. Waite and Maggie Gallagher. And so let's jump in, because I think you're going to find this interesting, and I'm willing to bet you're going to find some of this information surprising. The first statistic they reveal is that in the journey of being married and throughout marriage, one thing that happens is that boys become men. And in fact, they quote a researcher by the name of Stephen Nock, who argues that adolescent boys face challenges in the journey to becoming men that adolescent girls do not face when they're becoming women. According to Nock, masculinity is precarious and it must be maintained into adulthood. Normative marriage does this. A man develops, sustains, and displays his masculine identity in marriage. The adult roles that men occupy as husbands 
are core aspects of their masculinity, end quote. Very interesting because one of the characteristics you see by observers of our culture is that, by and large, a lot of the guys appear to be stuck in somewhat of a post-adolescent development stage, and they haven't necessarily launched into that next element of life where you really embrace the adult man role suitable for marriage. Another researcher, Ackerloff, argues men settle down when they get married. If they fail to get married, they fail to settle down. When men delay or avoid marriage, he goes on, they continue the often antisocial and destructive behaviors of single men. <laughs> the kind of stuff you see on YouTube videos that are hilarious. He goes on to say that it's the role of the husband, not the boyfriend or the father, which seems to be the key. Having children by itself does not work for the same transformation in men's lives. And boy, do we see that everywhere. Just because you're a baby daddy doesn't mean you're fulfilling the role of a husband and then transitioning into a full-on adult male with all the rights and responsibilities and characteristics that it entails. Really interesting stuff. Here's another interesting stat for you. Married people live longer. Surprised. Catherine Ross and her colleagues summed up the evidence to the effect of marriage in a 1990 literature review in the Journal of Marriage and Family. Compared to married people, the non-married have higher rates of mortality than the married, about 50% higher among women. Check this out. 250% among men. Wow. Now there's a stat. Unmarried, and this includes divorced and widowed and single people, are far more likely to die from all causes, including coronary heart disease, stroke, pneumonia, many kinds of cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, automobile accidents, murder, and suicide, and all leading causes of death. Statistical evidence emphasizing just how much marriage has an impact on your life and your longevity, and your success. Another health benefit that men get from being married stems from emotional support they receive, which can have a profound effect on their physical well-being. The emotional support of a spouse seems to help people recover better when illness strikes or to manage a chronic disease such as diabetes over the long term. There's even intriguing evidence that the social support of the kind that marriage provides can actually boost the immune system, making the married less likely to catch even the common cold. Hmm. Even at quite old ages, married women were much less likely than unmarried women to become disabled. Having a husband around protects elderly women from many of the worst trials of old age, including the loss of independence, and physical functioning. Both elderly men and women are much less likely to enter a nursing home. Another category that is impacted by marriage is depression and anxiety. When it comes to avoiding misery, a wedding band helps. Married men and women report less depression, less anxiety, and lower levels of other types of psychological distress than do those who are single, divorced, 
and or widowed. And that, of course, is not what most people think. That's not most people's view of marriage, is it? But it's the truth. A reason for the emotional benefits they propose, they have noticed, is that there's a correlation between emotional happiness and marriage. First theorized, it was just the result of simply living with another human being. But social scientists who tested this idea found that, to their surprise, the living arrangements cannot explain the emotional advantages of marriage. Walter R. Grove and Michael Hughes compared mental health measurements of married adults and unmarried adults who lived alone with those of people who lived with someone else. Even single adults who lived with others were more depressed than the married. Now it's time to do some more myth-busting. Here's a statistic about sex. According to the National Sex Survey of 3,500 adults, in addition to a survey of over 1,000 American adults, it reveals that married people have both more and better sex than singles do. They not only have sex more often, but they enjoy it more, both physically and emotionally, than their unmarried counterparts. Marriage, as it turns out, is not only good for you, it's good for your libido. The last category we want to discuss is money. Economists have done research and have concluded that married men make more money because they are married. According to Sanders Coronman and David Newmark, less than half the earnings and their advantages of married men can be attributed to the fact that men who make more money are more likely to marry. The majority of husbands' higher earnings come from the increase in man's productivity, which is a direct result of being married or marriage, marriage causes. When people marry, they are immediately better off because they now have a claim on not only their own, but their spouse's current and future income. Over time, the advantages of marriage increase as couples benefit from higher earnings created by specialization, which is just to say that they have a lifestyle that encourages both savings and the help of a partner in restraining some of those impulse spending habits. There's also a sharing lifestyle that operates, which helps couples to reduce their costs, and it also aids them in building wealth. In fact, economists have concluded that when it comes to building wealth or avoiding poverty, it seems that a stable marriage may, may be your most important attribute. We're reminded of the wise man Solomon who wrote one time, whoever finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. So the next time you're watching TV or YouTube or a movie and somebody on there is making fun of people who are married or you hear a conversation where they're really denigrating the, the concept of being married, uh, you can think back to these statistical detailed examples and it will help you remember, hopefully, that in very practical and very realistic terms that are measurable, marriage is good. Marriage is beneficial. Marriage is something to be aspired to. It's something to reach for, and it's something that will benefit you through the rest of your life. And so, as a result, that's why a lot of people are skeptical as to think whether it can work in today's current climate or through 
the type of lifestyle that most people have. And so we want to start sharing some success stories. We initially put this up on our blog channel, but we're going to have a separate section on the website that deals with these success stories. And we're beginning to um, pull them in from a lot of different sources. And I think it's fun to hear real-life stories of people who met, who had challenges, and yet they overcame. And it really points a vivid picture that not only is marriage good for you, as we just learned statistically in a lot of ways, but it can make the ride of life so much more enjoyable, and it is entirely possible for everyday average people to enjoy a successful marriage. And so we want to tell you the story of Jim and Sally, and it's called Finding Love under a blue moon. Winters are long and cold in Minnesota. Jim remembers heating jars of water to place in his bed for warmth as his room was on the top floor. There were days that he awoke to find the jar kicked to the floor and a layer of ice had formed on the top of the lid. Heat was expensive and his abusive dad was out of the picture, which left Jim's mom struggling to make ends meet for her young family. Even moderate Midwesterners will occasionally turn up their nose at a poor family hanging on by a thread. And so, this rambunctious boy grew up with very little supervision, an eye for mischief, and a belly full of desire to escape that small town and make something of himself. Sally was the apple of her daddy's eye and doted on by her pretty young mother. Life was as it should be for a carefree, budding blonde. But life, as we all know, can be hard. When she was almost a year old, Sally's mom died. Her father was rightfully devastated and later married again. This time, he chose a woman of status with a spotless social pedigree and a stone where her heart should have been. Eleven years later, Sally's father passed away and she was formally adopted by the Ice Queen, who promptly sent her away to school in another state. As a junior in high school, returning to her home for Christmas break, the Ice Queen decided she'd had quite enough of Sally and refused to let her in the house. On that snow-capped porch step, as a freezing north wind bit at her rosy cheeks, Sally became an adult. A resolute soul, she gathered herself found respite at a friend's house, and went on to graduate from her high school. The military has a long and successful history of straightening out boys who love bending the rules. In the Air Force, Jim found some much-needed discipline, regular meals, and instruction in being a mechanic, an assignment which fit his mechanically inclined and artistically inspired soul perfectly. As a typical enlisted airman, Jim and a buddy headed north for leave, intending to visit his cousin in Denver. As it turns out, Jim's cousin Jan had a new roommate who was working hard, trying to get a start in life. Her name was Sally. After an inauspicious first meeting, Sally went about her life while Jim went back to base. Months passed with no communication between the two except for a single card from Jim. Simple, fold-in-half model, which boasted a fairly lame joke for its contents, hardly hallmark material, and fans of your average romantic comedy would have given it two thumbs down. Sally chuckled, but she didn't give it much thought afterward. She was busy trying to climb up out of the hole life had dug for her, 
Springtime came, and coincidentally, so did Jim's next round of leave from base, convincing his buddy that we probably should go back and see that cousin. The two headed back to Denver. During this visit, Jim convinced Sally to accompany him on a date. It would be their only one. After dinner, Jim took her dancing, and it was inconspicuous way to get close to her. In contrast to modern methods of grinding and humping with clothes on, theirs was actual dancing, with lots of eye contact, hand-holding, and complimentary steps. At one point, the song Blue Moon by Mel Torme played over the sound system. Sally said the lyrics fit the moment and fit their lives perfectly. Blue Moon, you saw me standing alone, without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. You knew just what I was there for. You heard me saying a prayer for. Someone I could really care for. And then there suddenly appeared before me, the one my arms will hold. I heard somebody whisper, please adore me. And when I looked to the moon, it turned to gold. Blue moon, now I'm no longer alone, without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. And then there suddenly appeared before me, the only one my arms will ever hold. I heard someone whisper, please adore me. And when I looked, the moon had turned to gold. Blue moon, now I'm no longer alone, without a dream in my heart, without a love of my own. And when the song had finished, Jim looked into Sally's eyes and asked her to marry him. She paused, looked deeply through his eyes and down into his soul, and quietly said yes. And that, my friends, is how a song becomes ours for a lifetime. Phone calls would carry the conversation until the next scheduled leave from base. Once reconnected, they decided to elope via the local justice of the peace. The groom and his bride-to-be had to wait a few minutes after their scheduled appointment so the justice of the peace could finish watching his favorite TV show, Gunsmoke. After the ceremony, Jim and Sally moved back to the Air Force Base, married housing, established their new life together, and became faithful gunsmoke watchers the rest of their life. Like most couples, Jim and Sally had ups and downs on their journey of life. In a year, their family grew by one, as their daughter Kim, whose pretty bright eyes and persistent personality kept them on their toes. Years passed, and Sally brought another beautiful girl into the world, Stacy. About six months, however, Doctors discovered a problem with Stacy's heart, a condition undetected at birth, and had it been, could have been rectified with surgery. Jim and Sally endured the greatest pain a couple can know, the loss of a child. Instead of heaping their grief on or at one another, they pulled together and relied on their commitment to weather the storm, a rare approach to marriage by today's standards. More years passed, and two more sons came into the family. Life was hectic, as it is for most. Businesses were started, birthdays and school events came and went. Jim became mayor of their little town, and Sally was helping run the businesses. A snowmobile accident almost took Jim's life, 
and Sally had to carry the load for the next year as he inched his way to recovery. Doctors told her divorce was common in these situations. Sally, however, had said a vow before God that included the phrase, for better or for worse. And this was the worse. There was also a bout with alcoholism and a diagnosis of multiple sclerosis with no medical solution. Enormous pressures that would crumble many marriages. But Jim and Sally clung together and prayed to God. Jim left the multiple sclerosis wheelchair and they defeated alcohol's grip on their family. Theirs was not a perfect marriage and their relationship not always harmonious. But in every instance, they chose each other. They reverenced their vows above the tumult of the moment. In the evenings, Jim always came home, and Sally was always there. Photographs tell our story through specific moments in time. Looking through their personal photo album, you would see images from city functions, family gatherings, church events, or political meetings. In every frame, the snapshots of life displayed a rough and tumble Jim and a smiling Sally at his side. In our current culture, most young people doubt that marriage can last or be successful. The love story of Jim and Sally is proof that it can, and proof that it can be good. After 58 years of love and life, lung cancer parted Jim from his bride Sally. When she said her final goodbye that night, she looked up and the moon had turned to gold. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on our next episode.